Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Keep it real. <laughs> you say what you need to say and speak your mind. Uh, because of it, there may be a people that feel like you speak for them, that your voice carries weight, even if you guys say the same thing. Do you feel that at all? And if so, do you accept that responsibility? Um, you know, I, I just uh, try to react when I think it's appropriate and... Uh, Try to be real and try to be fair. With that said, there are a lot of people right now that may not be feeling, you know, good about certain events that happened this week. I think you know what those events are, and they want to know how you feel about it. Do you feel who's, the same who's way? They? They? Who's they? Minorities, people, just I around. Give way too much credit. <laughs> they care. I don't it, think my voice is that important, but it is. I've spoken on this before and I probably will again but right now I'm just trying to formulate thoughts it's it's too early I'm still sick to my stomach and not basically because the Republicans won or anything but uh, the disgusting tenure and tone and all the comments that have been xenophobic homophobic racist misogynistic and I, I live in that country where half the people ignored all that to elect someone that's the scariest part of the whole thing to me. Got nothing to do with the environment and Obamacare and all the other stuff. We live in a country that ignored all those values that we would hold our kids accountable for. They'd be grounded for years if they acted and said the things that have been said in that campaign by Donald Trump. Uh, I look at the evangelicals and I wonder those values don't mean anything to them. All those values, to me, are more important than anybody's skill in business or anything else because it tells who we are and how we want to live and what kind of people we are. And that's why I have great respect for people like Lindsey Graham and John McCain, John Kasich, who I disagree with on a lot of political things, but they had enough fiber and respect for humanity and uh, tolerance for all groups uh, to say what they said about the man. And that's what worries me. You know, I get it. Of course we wanted to be successful. We're all going to say that. Everybody wants it to be successful. You know, it's our country. We don't want it to go down the drain. Uh, but any reasonable person would come to that conclusion. But it does not take away the fact that he used that fear-mongering and uh, all the, the comments, you know, from day one, you know, the, uh, the, the race baiting with trying to make Barack Obama, our first black president, illegitimate. Uh, so uh, 
it, it, it leaves me wondering where I've been living and with whom I'm living. And the fact that people can just gloss that over and start talking about the transition team and, you know, we're all going to be kumbaya now and try to make the country good without talking about any of those things. Uh, and now we see that he's already backing off on immigration, on Obamacare and other things. So was it a big fake? Uh, which makes you feel that's even more disgusting and cynical, that somebody would use that to get the base that fired up to get elected. And what gets lost in the process are African Americans and Hispanics and women uh, and the gay population, not to mention uh, the eighth grade developmental stage exhibited by him when he made fun of the handicapped person. I mean, come on. That's what a seventh grade, eighth grade bully does. And he was elected president of the United States. We would have scolded our kids. We would have had discussions and talked until we were blue in the face trying to get to understand these things. And he is in charge of our country. That's disgusting. I know personally. I'm not done. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know, one could go on and on. I mean, it's it's. It, we didn't make this stuff up. Uh, you know, he's angry at the media because they reported what he said and how he acted. That's, it's ironic to me. It just makes no sense. But so that's my real fear, and that's what. Uh, gives me so much pause and makes me feel so badly that uh, the country is willing to be that intolerant and not understand the empathy that's necessary to understand other group situations. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a rich white guy, and I'm sick to my stomach thinking about it. I, I can't imagine being a Muslim right now or a, a woman or an African-American, an Hispanic, a handicapped person, uh, how disenfranchised they might feel. And for anyone in those groups that voted for him, it's just beyond my comprehension how they ignore all that. And so my final conclusion is my big fear is we are Rome. All right, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy A-Double. And uh, just wanted to start that off with a word from uh, my favorite coach of my favorite team, the San Antonio Spurs, uh, Greg Popovich, uh, you know, asked his thoughts and his opinions on, uh, you know, the current, you know, uh, results of the election. Um, so you're now tuned into, I believe this is what, 56, episode 56 or 57. Uh, I can't remember. I do so many of them. I've been knocking out a couple in the, um, you know, a couple in a week. And oh, it's 57. I'm sorry, 57. Oh man, that 357 Magnum with no kickback. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, just had to uh, play that. You know, uh, do something a little different. Uh, show y'all what's going on in the world. Uh, what my favorite coach is, uh, his thoughts and opinions on uh, the current uh, president-elect. Um, and you know what? Uh, big ups to Pop and the Spurs, you know. Um, go Spurs, go! But uh, it's uh, Tuesday, November 15th, 
a um, couple days before my birthday, which is a national holiday. So if you guys call in on Thursday to work, uh, your manager and your employer will understand. All right. But it is the 15th. Uh, you know, I always record on Tuesday, drop it on Wednesday morning. Um, yeah. Uh, so today is uh, E4O's birthday. Your man's 49. 49 of them things, boy. 40 water made it to 49. Boy, that's crazy, ain't it? Way back to them days, you know, sprinkle me, man. Sprinkle me, man. And, you know, I think he gained a whole new cult following, you know, with uh, Keep the Sneak and uh, all that, the hyphy movement. When is it? Tell me when to go. Tell me when to go. So, shout out to that brother, man. He done, he done, he done been in the game for a minute. And, you know, it's a crazy story, though. Uh, E40's about that life. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, if you, I don't know if you guys have read that book, Notorious, um, but there's a story in there about uh, Notorious Big. Basically, uh, he was he was shitting on E40. Said he had the worst flow. Don't know how people listen to him. You know, people shit on E40 on uh, Twitter and stuff. And uh, the first time, I think it was the first time Biggie went to Cali. You know, uh, Fody had Fody rolled up on him with some folks, and they popped the trunk on Big. And, uh, you know, Big had to recant his statement, you know, because uh, they was going to let them slugs fly on Biggie. So, yeah, you can you can you can look that up, though. It's in that book, Notorious, that came out back in the mid 2000s. But, uh, yeah, that's a little that's a little gem right there. He didn't he didn't take too kindly to uh, Biggie shitting on him. I forgot what magazine it was that Biggie was shitting on him. Might have been a vibe or something. But, yeah, Biggie uh, took his ass out to Cali and. uh you know, out in the bay, and uh, you know, uh, E4O let them know I'm about this life. You know, I might might rap kind of fast and off beat, but you gonna catch these hot ones if you keep on running your mouth. So that's a little uh, little fact that most folks don't know about Fody Water. So um, I guess uh, we'll go ahead and uh, get started on that summer jam screen. Um, first things first, I think the first thing that I am going to uh, bring up. On this good old uh, summer jam screen is uh, a lot of black folks you know that was talking that talk you know about not voting and having these bullshit ass choices now that trump you know is the president-elect i see a lot of black folks backtracking you know on what they what they supposedly did or you know uh, recanting on their statements you know and the reason I told you that I wasn't voting and that I pinned, uh, you know, me and my brother's name in there, my brother and I's name in there is because I didn't trust either candidate, you know, with uh, Hillary, you know, she, she her and Bill had those crazy at had that crazy ass crime bill. And they got all those black leaders to sign off on that, uh, taking money from welfare reform and basically, you know, just locking brothers up and continuing what Reagan and Bush was doing, you know, through the 80s and early 90s and just continued that through the 90s, you know, and uh, from 92 to 2000. And we're still seeing effects to it to this day. And, uh, you know, with Trump, you know, it's just flat out blatant white supremacy, you know, and I feel like black folks will rise to the occasion now that Trump is in office, will be in office in January. You know, we will rise to the occasion and um and basically do what the fuck we need to do to get our shit together become independent become self-reliant and uh learn how to vote with a demand and uh just really getting our shit together so i see a lot of folks though online a lot of folks that was you know agreeing with me and talking that shit with me and now they you know kind of backtracking like oh what we gonna do lord and all this other nonsense and 
you know y'all need to really just you know just calm down you're gonna be all right just calm down you're gonna be all right you know so uh just 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 stop take a deep breath you need to organize okay that's all you need to do there's so many people out here that's just just backtracking and it's, it's, it's wild to see that it's very wild to see that but um you know that's just one little thing i wanted to mention on the summer jam screen but what's even fucking crazier is did you guys see this story about the chili's manager who who uh listened to a trump supporter about you know and took this uh brother's food away from him a veteran so on veterans day um last friday a brother went to chili's veteran served his country you know did his time for the country and uh he he showed you know his he showed his military id and he, i think he showed his discharge papers or whatever and there was a trump supporter in there uh with a hat and somebody told the manager there that he that the brother who already showed his military id to get his free meal wasn't wasn't active military it wasn't part of the military didn't serve at all so the manager takes this customer's word for it this is trump's america for you right now he takes the man's word for it and he takes the man's leftovers and the brother is filming this whole thing and the reasoning behind it is the fucking trump supporter told the manager that he didn't believe that the black man served in the military because he had his hat on indoors now how fucking crazy is that for one the chili's manager up here uh taking the word of a customer two the brother already done showed you his id and three he might have had a fucked up hairline he might have didn't go to the to the barber yet you know keeping his hat on indoors that is not a crime it is not a fucking crime and you know the person who the trump supporter who told to talk to the the motherfucking uh um manager was probably one of these fake ass uh wish he served in the military ass people you know a lot of people get butt hurt about that if you bring up like if they're a hardcore oh i'll die for this country and all this other shit and you're like oh did you serve in the military well no but my uncle did and all this other shit and you're like well why didn't you serve and then they'll come up with some excuse like well i had a bum knee or uh i had asthma real bad and you're like shut the fuck up you're a low-key white nationalist get the fuck out of my face but uh, that's how you really get under the skin of a lot of these uh hardcore like uh the stars and bars crowd the men i'm saying the men the 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 flag wavers you know you better the a lot of the uh colin kaepernick uh haters you know a lot of those people are who tried to join the military but couldn't uh just failed guys just just sorry as fuck you know and uh yeah so that's that's what i believe happened you know i believe the guy was you know some failed uh wish he served in the military you know was looking kind of salty and uh he hated on the brother so you know after all this huge backlash and all this uh you know uh the the video being shared thousands of times uh thousands of likes on the videos and uh people putting pressure on chili's chili's actually quote unquote removed the manager my my thinking is what the fuck 
was the manager was he under public pressure that time like you shouldn't even be a fucking manager if you're doing shit like that i've been a, a retail manager for many of years in my past jobs pretty much all all my past jobs i have except for this one right here you know being a, a delivery driver and i'm making more than i have man way more than any of these supervisor manager jobs but you never never you know give in to a crowd you know if there's a situation that's just something you're told you stick to your you stick to the company's ideals and uh the uh, mission statement so why the fuck was he even in, in the position of power if you're going to give in to a crowd you know yeah uh, so just shout out to that brother for uh getting somebody fired and thank you for your service um you should never question a man question a man's service i mean you got the the i the the identification that you needed he showed you his military id and i think he i believe he showed his discharge papers also so that's just that's just fucking crazy and speaking of uh colin kaepernick what is going on with your man uh trevor noah uh last week he either last week or earlier well yeah last week because it's only tuesday so last week he tweeted to uh uh kaepernick about him not voting now trevor noah hosts the daily show uh he caught all kind of hell because uh liberal white folks they didn't want uh john stewart to retire uh right wingers who, who watched the show low-key was pissed about having a yellow face on there even though he's a brother who mixed uh south african or african i think he's south african uh, but this brother goes on Twitter talking about uh, Dear Kaepernick, sometimes there's no play that will definitely win you the game, but you don't help anyone by sitting on the bench. So he's talking about Colin Kaepernick not voting. So a brother it hit him up and was like, well, he does all kind of things, you know, in and around the Bay Area, San Francisco area for, you know, little black boys and girls and the youth, you know, uh, actually donating his time and money and uh he said that you know trevor you, i think you're being a little unfair because this man has told you that he's not voting for either candidate you know he don't believe either one he said that in the locker room in the preseason and uh you know trevor gonna respond one candidate might not move you forward but you know the other will set you back that's still a choice and i talked about this this that lesser of two evils bullshit you know and so trevor noah feels like you know, if we had uh, Hillary in the fucking house, in the White House, in the big house, boss, you, uh, things would still be the same. With Trump, he feel like he's setting us backwards. And right now, black folks are going through hell with these these damn killings. There was just another killer cop had a mistrial. So you you telling me that this is just fine? This is just fine. The The biggest threat for Trump is against people of color, uh, rich people of color. You know, they're panicking because now they know that all, everybody going to catch this hell. Everybody going to catch this hell equally. That money ain't going ain't gonna to heal that racism, ain't going to block you, ain't going to be that shield from racism. So that's how I feel about that. I should have had Trevor Noah hold this L. So just yeah get the fuck up out of here trevor that's that's just some bullshit you you right on that train you got a seat right next to uh Stephen a sniff i don't give a damn about the black community and how they feel about this and colin kaepernick is a is a sham and i get yeah y'all y'all hug up together and y'all take notes together or how y'all about to get back in the good graces of black folks like get the fuck up out of here and then 
what the fuck is going on with this mannequin challenge great challenge love it love the videos but nigga i seen one on dj academics page on twitter and i tweeted it i retweeted it today this was the one to end all mannequin challenges this shit shows a hotel room three guys one girl and the and the girl is getting a train ran on her having a threesome she got one dick in her mouth and one dick in her pussy and then the third dude is filming it looking shocked and th these these niggas got their dicks out one in their mouth one in her pussy and she asshole naked up on the bed i'm like who thought of this mannequin challenge and why did she agree to this did these niggas pay her or what you know because in situations when you run in a train on a girl you just shut the fuck up you don't say shit to nobody it's only between you her and the other niggas there that's how i was growing up you you don't say nothing you don't shame nobody you don't do nothing like that nothing at all don't even talk about it you know you see you see you, you see the girl and you're like hey what's up that's it laugh about it giggle about it that's it it's an inside joke between all parties involved. These niggas done went and put this shit out on the World Wide Web trying to be cool and shit. Like, she done let all y'all hit and you up here filming the shit and she agreed to it to do the mannequin challenge. Like, like her getting a train ran on her ain't even ain't fucked up. It ain't, it's not fucked up at all because, you know, hey, people have fantasies. People want to live them out. You know, do what, do what the fuck you're going to do. But exposing her like this and then she exposing herself and the fellas too it's just this ain't gonna happen ever again y'all ain't never gonna get that chance to hit that pussy again you know if she's like publicly shamed just the wildest shit so retire the mannequin challenge because that was the one that just just ended it all that just wild boy just wild like she is frozen on all fours one in her mouth one in the puss and the other nigga on the side couch filming it you know acting like he filmed it with his phone looking shocked that is wild fucking wild like i like i was in shock seeing that shit i'm like man y'all just gonna blow up the spot like that like man i'm just jesus you just keep that shit on the low low like you get a like even uh you got two girls one nigga like you like you got a threesome popping off like you don't tell nobody about that shit you know what i'm saying you sitting around drinking with the homegirls or some shit they get the kissing and rubbing on each other and shit pop off and you're like, oh shit, it's about to go down. And it goes down between all three of y'all. And you just leave it at that. You don't tell nobody. You don't say shit about it. You don't shame nobody. You don't be like, man, these bitches is hoes out here. And that's why, you know, a lot of women are scared to act out fantasies and shit like that. Because a lot of niggas act like hoes after they get the pussy. You know what I'm saying? They start, you know, they start telling everybody and their mama, oh man, her and her homegirl, nigga, they was eating pussy, sucking dick, nigga. Nigga, you probably could hit too like my nigga you just ruined a good fucking thing you could have two chicks knocking them down every once in a while every couple weeks or some shit like that and you up here blowing up the spot now you ain't got shit and these uh, women up here feeling self-conscious because you being a hoe on facebook and twitter and up here blowing up the spot so that was my issue with it it wasn't even about her getting a train ran on her and shit like that it wasn't even as just blowing up the spot i mean real niggas do real things so you don't do nothing like that you keep your mouth shut and you don't say nothing you just enjoy it you know you send that text late at night see what them chicks doing you know it is what it is so but uh let's see here what else we got going on as far as the summer jam screen um uh, see here we wish 40 water a happy birthday 
Oh shit. Okay, so um under the uh the uh Trump regime, right? So we got this thing going on, we feel like uh more people who are not straight white men are gonna be criminalized and all this other bullshit and uh we might there might be more Rico uh charges going on against black men and shit like that. And uh, you know, those all in, you know, grouping niggas up like hey uh, we heard that these uh, 40th Ave Crips is up here, you know, terrorizing old white folks and not no old white folks live in the area. But every nigga wearing the color blue, nigga, you getting locked up. I don't care if you are over here on Hilltop Dirty Third or if you over here by these bloods. You got on, you got a speck of blue on your sneakers. You coming with me, nigga, you know, but so you got the background story. So uh, WSB TV in Atlanta just ran a uh, a story uh yesterday talking about metro atlanta's gang problem is larger than before and somebody uh jim hurley he's the supervisor for the atlanta safe streets gang task force so this nigga he clearly needs to keep his job because maybe atlanta going through some budget cuts this motherfucker had the nerve to say that we're looking at an excess of forty thousand gang members in atlanta Come on, my nigga. 40,000 gang members. 40,000 in Atlanta. Like, get the fuck out of here. Y'all about to start criminalizing every brother down there that got on the color red or blue or even black. So I want my my fellas down in Atlanta to be very safe. Be very, very safe. Because apparently Jim Hurley uh, needs his job and he's inflated numbers like crazy. So y'all got 40,000 gang members down there. So it would look like the fucking Warriors or the fucking Clockwork Orange down in Atlanta. That's what the fuck you trying to tell me, Jim? Jim, eat a bowl of baby dicks, my nigga. Like, you are wilding the fuck out, okay? And the last thing we're going to put up on that good old Summer Jam screen, uh, just something uh, something kind of light, something good news for the people of Seattle. Um, uh, the quarterback... Uh, Russell Wilson, he has basically uh, joined a investment group that plans to bring uh, the Seattle Supersonics back. So that's dope. And hopefully they keep the colors and they keep the name. I believe Seattle does still own that name, Supersonics, because that's why when they left to uh, when the team, the franchise left to uh, go to uh, Oklahoma City, they changed to the Thunder. So uh, that's some great news right there. Um, uh the, that would be just dope to see those uniforms back, you know, to uh, see the uh, the uh, the yellow and the green or the green and gold, whatever you want to say it, and uh, just bring that name back. Cause I remember back in the day, just seeing Gary Payton and Sean Kemp give people on the give that West Coast hell. They would give the Western Conference hell. Like Gary Payton would lock up your uh, your best point guard. Like he would. He would give John Stockton hell. John Stockton would still get them dimes off off that high screen and roll. But, man, John Stockton would be catching hell when they would be facing up. And he would also be giving uh, Mario Ellie hell, um, Nick Van Exel hell. He would, man, in any point guard that you thought was dope on the west side, he would give him hell. Even my point guard, Avery Johnson, uh, for the uh, San Antonio Spurs would be catching hell from him because he, he was a beast and. Uh, what people don't talk about, MJ had a very low scoring point per game average uh, when they when he won his first when he won his set his his fourth title in the three P in the second three P. 
um, they still pulled it off. But uh, MJ, he, he was catching hell too because uh, Gary Payton could hand check like no other, and that's when that shit was legal. And uh, the Rain Man, Sean Kemp, catching them lobs from any and everywhere, dunking on everybody and their mama. Man, crazy. And, uh, you know, Sean Kemp gave us some fire-ass kicks, too. Them Rain Mans from Reeboks, them shits was fire. So that's dope. Uh, hopefully it happens uh, sooner than later because uh, the people in Seattle really need a team because they, they rode hard no matter what, even after the Peyton and, uh, you know, and the uh, the Peyton and Rain Man era. You know, they still was riding hard. They got Ray Allen and Rashard Lewis. Them guys were just raining threes up there. So, then they got Kevin Durant, but then the franchise moved to fucking Oklahoma City. I don't know what the fuck that was about, but you know what? As always, don't be the next get tested on that Summer Jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you, Tyrone Biggums, and I appreciate your appearance on SNL this past Saturday. All right, excuse me. Um, I guess what we're going to talk about uh, for Hope Like Dope, we're going to stay in the political realm. Uh, we got to look at Trump's cabinet. Uh, right now, it looks like the uh, fucking, uh, I don't know, it looks like a fucking superhero group like the Power Rangers of white nationalism. Uh, that's what it, the fuck it looks like right now with uh, Steve Bannon, um, a white nationalist for uh, Breitbart. Uh, you know, he was head of Breitbart for so long. Breitbart was supposed to be a conservative website. But it morphed into uh, some bullshit with the alt-right, and it just turned into white nationalism. Okay, so you got this guy who's uh, who hates Jews, uh, doesn't care for black folks. He has, a, I believe, on his site uh, that he ran, he had a special section uh, titled Black on Black Crime or Black Crime to uh, fit his narrative and to keep white folks frozen in fear of black folks and you know what happens when the dog is uh, up against the wall and is very scared it will bite you know a scary person will kill you quicker than a than a person who has no fear and you always keep that in mind always keep that in mind so he got a, he has a white nationalist as a chief advisor i believe he's looking at uh rudolph uh, giuliani to do some uh some shit in the cat in his uh cabinet um who else uh sarah palin is being uh considered for interior interior secretary with her dumb ass um who else we got in there uh, chris christie uh he is being considered for some shit uh he tried to consider your man's ben carson for for a cabinet position but ben carson had the audacity to say that he has never had a federally uh a job on a federal level and he don't want to do a disservice to the american people but his squinty black ass beady-eyed black ass was going to run for president the nigga ran for president but you saying that you would be a disservice to the American people because you never had a federal, you know, job, you know, uh, doing something on the federal level. My nigga, you ran for president. Like, help me out here. Help me the fuck out. OK. And uh, also, your, your man's Elizabeth Warren is wild and she uh <laughs> she was she she was uh, uh i think it was the wall street journal uh uh quoted her and she said about uh stephen bannon talking about people didn't vote for trump so he that he could bring a white supremacist into the white house my nigga every person that voted for donald trump was a suspected white supremacist 
every everybody. I don't give a fuck what color it is. You got black white supremacists. Uh, we call them Negro peons. And you got you had Hispanics coming out voting for him too, even though he said he's gonna build a wall against them. I seen a video on uh, online. Uh, what was it yesterday or a couple days ago? This uh, this guy was talking to a Hispanic guy, and he said, "Yeah, I'll help Trump build the wall. I'll help Trump build the wall." And but I be on the other side, on the other uh, the U.S. side. I was just like, my nigga. I guess coons come in all in all in all colors, you know. Uh, just a brown coon. I mean, but I did expose a brown coon before with that uh, Hispanics from Trump or Mexicans for Trump or whatever it was talking about that. Uh, oh shit! What was it? He was talking about that if you let more Hispanics, more Mexicans across the border, uh, you'll have a taco truck on every corner. And uh, this was a man who's who's very comfortable, got some money in his pocket. I'm telling y'all, uh, this capitalistic society that we live in in America, it eases racism once you have a few dollars in your pocket. You know, niggas start getting money no matter the color, and they be like, "Oh shit, I'm an honorary white person." Yeah, you gonna get your fucking wake up call. It's, it's, it's gonna happen January 2017, my nigga. Y'all getting y'all wake up calls. That's why uh, Trevor Noah is so nervous. You know, he like, "Damn, I just got this job at." at uh, Comedy Central and shit, niggas gonna take all my money. These these motherfuckers got Trump in the house and shit. I'm gonna have to build a new safe house and a safe room in my house and shit. It's gonna take all my little bit of money. God damn, you know. So yeah, his cabinet is uh Trump's cabinet is getting whiter and whiter. He has a white nationalist advising him. So uh, this is perfect time for black folks, like I said, organize and, you know, learn the voting game. Learn this whole uh, this whole uh, quote unquote uh, democratic system that we have, uh, even though we operate more like a republic uh, with the Electoral College. Um, so just learn the game and uh, we just have to make it, uh, you know, hell on Trump these next four years. And I'm not talking about hooting and hollering out in the street. You leave that to the kids that's too young to vote. Uh, we have to make it hell as far as appointing different uh, Senate members and congressmen and women, you know, to uh, basically shoot down these policies that he's going to try to implement. So that's pretty much all I got for uh, Hope Like Dope, uh, just selling it. And uh, that's fucking funny. You know, white folks didn't elect Trump to put a white supremacist in the house. And that's, that's fucking funny, Elizabeth Warren. You win. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You know, uh, as I know it's been a long time. It's been a long time, so, so please be patient. You know, uh, I didn't know that Donald Trump was gonna win the election. I did suspect it. Seemed like Hillary was doing well in the polls, and yet, I know the whites. You guys aren't as full of surprises as you used to be. And I think I speak for all of black America when I say that we are all praying for Omarosa. I don't even know what she's doing in the news. But America's done it. We've actually, we've actually elected an internet troll as our president. The whites are furious. Never seen anything like it. I haven't seen white people this man since O.J. Burke. There's a split screen with white people on both sides. Ah! 
not, I'm not saying I'm enjoying it. I'm just saying it's just, I've never seen this before. I watched a white riot in Portland, Oregon on television the other night. <laughs> News said they did a million dollars worth of damage. Every black person was watching that like amateurs. <laughs> so I'm staying out of it. Just gonna take a knee like Kaepernick and let the whites figure this out amongst themselves. Because for us, you know what I mean? We've been here before. We've been here before. And I don't even think it's the most important thing we're dealing with, man. Don't forget, don't forget all the things that are going on. Shootings. What do you think about that? All these shootings in the last year. Worst, the worst mass shootings in the history of the United States. Pulse nightclub, which they said ISIS did. And then it turned out that wasn't exactly what happened. And if that is what happened, then ISIS is scarier than I thought. Because they have very deep cover operatives. Look, guys, we're going down deep for this one. I might have to uh, get a grinder account and uh, <laughs> jerk a few guys off and throw them off the trail. <laughs> I don't think the guy was in ISIS. What happened was he pledged allegiance to ISIS before he did what he did, which is not the same as being in ISIS, you know what I mean? Like, I was gonna have sex with a girl, and right before I did it, I screamed out, Wu-Tang. That don't mean- How do you can I'm in the Wu-Tang Clan. I'm just shouting Wu-Tang out. Some more shootings than I can literally count. You can't even go to the goddamn zoo without seeing a shooting nowadays. They shot a gorilla at my local zoo. And the Cincinnati police said shooting that gorilla was the toughest decision this department ever had to make. I said, well, you about to see a lot of niggas in gorilla costumes in Cincinnati. <laughs> Why do we have to say that? Why do we have to say that Black Lives Matter? Now, I admit that is not the best slogan, but McDonald's already took, you deserve a break today. <laughs> And I guess it's kind of catchy because everyone else is biting it. Even the police bite it. Blue lives matter. What was he, born a police? That is not a blue life. That's a blue suit. If you don't like it, take that suit off, find a new job. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if I could quit being black today, I'd be out the game. I did the next best thing. I, I became a rich black person. Which is harder than you think, because, you know, your life becomes gentrified. Like Brooklyn. All your black friends stop moving out, and all these new white friends start moving in. You find yourself saying things to friends you grew up with that you never dreamed you'd say. I'm sorry, nigga, you can't come with us. There's only enough room in the balloon basket for four. Ta-ta. Trump, he did it. He's, he's our president. And I feel bad saying it. I'm staying in a Trump hotel right now. I don't know if he's going to make a good president, but he makes a swell hotel suite. I'm going to tell you that. Housekeeping comes in in the morning, cleans my room, and I just, 
hey, good morning, housekeeping. Grab a big handful of pussy and say, you know. <laughs> Boss said it was okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, Lauren. All my black friends who have money said the same thing when Trump got elected. That's it, bro. I'm out. I'm leaving the country. You coming with us? Nah, I'm good, dog. I'm gonna stay here and get this tax break, see how it works out. Cause that's how it is being Dave Chappelle. It's the first time I got some money, it didn't work out like that. The most unlikely thing that happened ever was a black president came out of nowhere, like, come on, everybody, let's start thinking about everyone else. Oh, nigga, I just got this money! It was possible. <laughs> Trump went to go see Obama last week. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see Trump's face when he came out the meeting? Trump got sunned. He looked shook. Trump looked like he got shook. He probably came in there. Hi, how are you, Mr. President? Good to see you. Hello, Donald. How you feeling? Oh, God, I've got to tell you, this job looks like it's gonna be a lot harder than I thought. Really? It's not that hard. I mean, at least you get to be white while you're doing it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, I'm a little nervous. Nervous? Come on, man, relax. You haven't even met the aliens yet. It's gonna be all right. I don't know what he's gonna do. But I know Obama did a good job. Obama did a good job. I think we'll all miss him when he's gone. Do you agree with this? And thank God he lived to tell about it. This is the first black dude that ever heard America's secrets. And I'm happy he lived. Oh, if, 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 if someone threatened our president, that is the only time that I'd want him to be stereotypically black. We'd be on the news like, uh, an assassination attempt was carried out today on the United States president. In a bizarre sequence of events, the president himself was armed, <laughs> fired back, killing four people that had nothing to do with the incident. He then ripped off his shirt, screamed out Chi-Town for some reason. You know, before I go, I do want to say one thing, and this is not a joke, but I think it's important that I say this because they're marching up the street right now as we speak. A few weeks ago, I went to the White House for a party. It was the first time I'd been there in many years, and, and it was very exciting. And BET had sponsored the party, so everyone there was, was black. And it was beautiful. I walked through the gates. You know, I'm from Washington, so I saw the bus stop, or the corner where the bus stop used to be, where I used to catch the bus to school and dream about nights like tonight. It was a really, really beautiful night. And at the end of the night, everyone went into the West Wing of the White House, and it was a huge party. And everybody in there was black, except for Brad the Cooper for some reason. <laughs> and on the walls were pictures of all the presidents. 
of the past. Now, I'm not sure if this is true, but to my knowledge, the first black person that was officially invited to the White House was Frederick Douglass. They stopped him at the gates. Abraham Lincoln had to walk out himself and escort Frederick Douglass into the White House. And it didn't happen again, as far as I know, until Roosevelt was president. Roosevelt was president, he had a black guy over and got so much flack from the media that he literally said, I will never have a nigger in this house again. I thought about that and I looked at that room and I saw all those black faces in Bradley and I saw... <laughs> and I saw how happy everybody was. These people who had been historically disenfranchised and it made me feel hopeful and it made me feel proud to be an American and it made me very happy about the prospects of our country. So, in that spirit, I'm wishing Donald Trump luck, and I'm gonna give him a chance, and we, the historically disenfranchised, demand that he give us one too. Thank you very much. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right, so holding an L this week has to be uh, Amorosa Manigault. Uh She is now claiming that her friends have turned their backs on her for supporting Trump, and it's been very, very hard for her. She said, I was called every single racial slur in the book that you could direct towards an African-American by an African-American. So she was called a coon. Um, uh, she remember she said that, uh, let me just tell you, Mr. Trump has a long memory and we're keeping a list. Uh, remember when she said that? And uh, I also remember her accusing uh, the show The Apprentice and Donald Trump of racism back in 2004 slash 2005. I also remember that. So I don't know what the fuck has changed. I don't know. Nah, this is very odd. Maybe she she has some kind of ulterior motive. Um, uh, I just I don't know what to say. Only thing I know is Amarosa really is going to have to hold this L. Um, she said even one of her bridesmaids has turned their backs on her in her upcoming wedding. And wasn't she married to uh, Michael Clark Duncan? And that brother ended up dying when he like he was he was he was the dude in Green Mile and some other films, and he played Kingpin and Daredevil, uh, that badass one with uh, Ben Affleck. And uh, his brother was picture perfect health, and you know he linked up with her and he passed away so i don't know what that says but it says something so amorosa you are going to have to hold this l all right so moving on to the last portion of the show uh health over wealth you know what i say without your health you can't enjoy your wealth so this quote comes from uh, chris gardner you know the uh inspiration behind the uh will smith film pursuit of happiness um it's a quote that pretty much coming to my younger brothers and sisters uh i feel like a lot of times um we uh we whine too much you know we expect um even even some older folks too uh we we expect someone to uh to always help us and to pull us up out of our fuck-ups uh, but it's one of those things when you realize you don't really have anybody to count on but yourself you know that's when you can take over the world you know um so this quote is from chris gardner it says you can only depend on yourself the cavalry ain't coming and that's uh that's real 
uh, once you have your back against the wall and there's nobody to bail you out like uh like Pac when he was getting his ass whooped in a in a in a juice and he seen his boys you know that second time around he was like hey you know he, you know he thought they you know uh, they were gonna stop the fight and break it up and they just bounced on him you know you got your back against the wall uh ain't nobody gonna help you you know even if they do uh, have that mentality that nobody's gonna help you in this world uh, so you can really just learn to depend on yourself and start thriving on your own um, that's 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 one of the things uh, it took me a minute to realize that but uh stop waiting on folks to get shit done um in situations like say like your car breaks down uh you start waiting on people to uh, give you rise to work and shit like that and then you you know that person falls through uh you know get your ass up on that bus you know get a uber get a get a jitney uh, get a cab to work you know um just stop depending on folks you know you're gonna have to make it happen yourself uh, ain't nobody ain't nobody in here gonna you know just baby you and help you out so just get rid of that baby boy that baby girl mentality that somebody's gonna save you that your parents is always gonna bail you out uh, because they won't uh, you know people got their lives to live too and you should live yours also uh, so that's all i really got a little bit of a shorter episode still around about 50 minutes but uh you know much love and respect to all y'all out there um go back and listen to uh, episodes 55 and 56 um, go back and listen to episode 54, um, uh, episode uh, 28, um, and some of those episodes in the 40s uh, just to get your mind right and get some knowledge. All right. So much love and respect to everybody out there. And I will see y'all next week. One.